Moving my head. Yeah. I'm laying it off. Love that too. I'm pronating. When you're not supinating. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like an unfolding lawn chair. I look like a fool. What the hell do you think you look like shooting them chili peppers up Lee Jansen's ass? Well, we're waiting. What is up, golf fans, and welcome back to another episode of Fairways and Dreams. I am your host, Jeff Hartman. Welcome and thank you for listening to this Fairways and Dreams podcast. There's a million golf podcasts out there, and you're choosing to spend some of your time with me, and I do appreciate it. A lot to talk about is this is my solo show. Fairways and Dreams are my solo show. Two-man scrambles when I have a guest on the show. In case, case you missed the first one this week, on Tuesday I had my worthy adversary, as I call him, my brother. I was down at his house recently celebrating the holidays with him and his wife and our whole family. My parents were there. It was a lot of a lot of fun, and I decided to have him on the podcast. Go check that out. My older brother, Jay, that was Tuesday's Two-Man Scramble podcast here on Fairways and Dreams. Before we get started, I want to big, give a big shout-out to Acorn Hills Golf Apparel. That's right, Acorn Hills. Check them out. Just Google Acorn Hills. Check out some of the stuff. They're getting ready to debut a new spring line. I'm, I'm excited for that. And if you want to save some money, use the code FD15. That's right, FD15 to save yourself 15%. I do appreciate that. And also, new to the program, Rough Dude, R-U-F-F, Dude, D-O-O-D, Rough Dude Range Finders. So I got one. I, I got one. I've never been a range finder guy. I'm excited to use it. I've just been using it around the house and the yard, like pointing at trees and stuff. But still... You can check these out. Really awesome stuff. Very affordable. You can save yourself 15% by using the code fairway15 at checkout. Again, rough dude range finder. Save yourself some money by going fairway15 at checkout. All right, let's now that that's out of the way, let's talk about the news. We always talk about the news as we start off these fairways and dreams podcast. The PGA tours in full swing. We'll talk about the upcoming event. Uh, the American Express at La Quinta Country Club in La Quinta, California. But before that, there's some rumors circulating about the next player who could be jettisoning the PGA Tour and going to live following John Rahm's lead. And it's actually a major champion winner from 2023. It's Wyndham Clark. You know, Wyndham Clark, there's rumors that Liv is very, very actively pursuing him. They're throwing the money at him. That's exactly what they do. And they're wondering... Would this make sense for him, you know? And really, he's exempt from the majors for, I think, the next five years. So it would make sense for him. Why does he need to stay on the PGA Tour when he can get guaranteed upfront money from Liv in the PIF, and he can go there and make some money, play some golf, win some purses, but he can still go play in the majors? That seems like a win-win for most guys. John Rahm found himself in the same exact situation. Is Wyndham Clark going to pull the same amount of financial dollars that John Rahm did to go to live? No, there's no way he's going to do that. However, that doesn't mean that Wyndham Clark isn't at least going to listen to the offer. But that's what we're hearing. That's what we're hearing is that Wyndham Clark might be the next target for the live golf PIF group, whatever you want to call them, potentially to go and leave the PGA tour it would be a big loss for the PGA tour as well. Rory McIlroy was down in Dubai. He blew a lead 
Blue Elite, I watched the putt. He three-putted from, uh, they said two feet. It looked at least three, three and a half, but still for a, a guy of his caliber. I might not like Rory McIlroy, but the guy is still a good golfer. He really is, and it's a, it was a downhill putt. You could tell he was trying to play that firm line, so don't give up the hole, firm it in the middle, and instead he either, I think he blocked it, and so it goes by about four feet. He misses the comebacker, three putts, bogey you're looking at a you thinking a kick in birdie you end up with a bogey and tommy fleetwood that's right fairway jesus himself comes away with the victory down there in dubai and it was really it was an opportunity for some of these players to get in front of the media and that's what we're going to talk about today and by the way with that la quinta country club in california the american express i'm going to give you a bet at the end of this show if you're interested in potentially putting a wager on that tournament with the pga tour so i will be doing that for a lot of these tournaments when i do a fairways and dreams podcast solo so be on the lookout for that at the end of this so when you have someone like rory mcelroy who's headlining this tournament you know he's going to be in front of the media you know he's going to be asked questions and you know that he's going to be asked about his comments recently, which I went off about, about his backpedal on Live, the PIF, and the future of professional golf. So one thing to keep in in all of this perspective, keep in perspective, is that Rory is going to be asked about the future of golf, and he has an idea. He has an idea. And as they say in the Grinch, he has a crazy, awful, brilliant idea. That's right. I'm actually going to agree with what I foresee and what Rory sees as the future of professional golf. And it's this top international tour. Is this the end game for professional golf? I think that's where we kind of have to take our focus now and think about. So the PIF is clearly not going away. Everyone thought that the live golf was going to be a flash in the pan. All these players would be coming back to the PGA tour on their, on their knees, begging, let me back, please. That hasn't happened. We're going into year three, and it still hasn't happened. And so when you think about oh, now the PIF is now in, in negotiations with the PGA Tour and to potentially fund the PGA Tour, well, I'm pretty sure if the PGA Tour is going to accept their money, they're not going to also ha- not have some type of solution for some of these players to still get recognition from the tour and with the world golf rankings and things like that. So here's what Rory said, though. I want to read this verbatim, and this is a quote from when he met with the media down in Dubai. And so here's what he said, quote, this is from Rory. The way I view it is a bit like the Champions League in football. Now, he's referring to European top soccer club competition. He continues, it's like the best of the best in Europe, and then all the other leagues feed up into it. There's lots of different tours getting interest and a lot of great players. But if you want to create something that is real value for the game of golf, I think it's this top level tour and then all the other tours feed into it. That's the end of that quote. We'll get more to what Rory said here shortly. So what he's suggesting is that with probably the PIF's money, I know there's the Boston sports group. They're also involved in potentially investing into the PGA tour is that the PGA Tour Enterprises, as they call themselves, would be this overarching umbrella. And underneath that umbrella, the pinnacle of the sport would be the best of the best. Players that qualified to get to that tour, the top international tour. So who would be on that tour right now? You would think about your Scotty Schefflers. Obviously, your Rory McIlroy's would be there. You would also potentially have players 
that would be on live though that could qualify for that upper echelon someone like john rom brooks kepka they would then still be a part of their organizations they would still be able to play in other events pga events live events but they would also compete on this top international tour which would be a hell of a lot of fun to watch as a golf fan now there's a lot of things that have to happen for this to even be considered an option but here's what rory continued he says quote if this global tour somehow comes to fruition in the next few years, could you imagine bringing the best 70 or 80 golfers in the world to India for a tournament? I think it would change the game and the perception of the game in a country like that. So again, there's so much opportunity out there to go global with it. I've said this for the last few months, but golf is at an inflection point. And if golf doesn't do it now, I fear that it will never do it and we'll sort of have this fractured landscape forever. He continues, I think the opportunity here is global. Look, there are still massive events in America, and I think they have huge history and tradition, and they need to be kept, but there's a lot of opportunity elsewhere, end quote. I agree with Rory. I think that the future of the game is not just here on American or European soil. It is a global perspective. One of the great parts of golf, there's so many things that are great about it, is that not only can you play this game until you're 80, 90 years old, if you choose and you're able to, but you also have the opportunity to play everywhere. There's golf courses everywhere. Golf is a global sport. This isn't like the NFL in the United States, where when you go to Europe, they don't understand it. They don't know what it is. If you go to India, if you go to Asia, if you go to Europe and parts of the United States and other Americas, you understand that they get the game of golf. It's a very simple game. Taking the game global makes sense. This would also help heal that fractured structure that Rory McIlroy spoke about with live and the PGA tour and the players being ha having to choose and being ripped apart the, the way I view it. And I'm not sure if Rory views it the same way that I do. I would have no way of knowing. I view this top international tour. So the top 70 to 80, I would actually lessen that. I'd probably go to 50 or 60. The top 50 or 60 golfers would qualify for this tour. You're talking big purses, a lot of competition, European and different soils, get them out elsewhere. That doesn't mean that the United States can't have one of these top international tour spots. Maybe there's only, though, six or seven tournaments that they are going to play in all year. You add that onto the majors every other week. They can choose where they play. Uh, live Golf is probably going to be still doing Live Golf thing. Obviously, the PGA Tour is going to be doing their thing. The majors are still going to happen. You're still going to have the Masters. You're still going to have the British, the U.S. Open, uh, all of it. It's not going to change. But the fact of the matter is, is if you add this other layer, I think it could actually have a healing effect on the game. If you have the John Roms, the Brooks Kepkas, and Lord forbid someone like Phil Mickelson, if he were to qualify, because remember, that's what Rory is suggesting here, that you have to qualify to get into this. If you had Phil qualify, you have Tiger qualify, you have Scotty Scheffler qualify, Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, you can run down the whole gambit. If they all qualify, think about what those tournaments would be. They would be fantastic. Screw the FedEx Cup. 
it would be the majors and then it would be this top international tour. That would be must watch television. You get over into European soil, you get over into, you know, Asia and stuff like that. You're talking about primetime golf in the United States. That is must watch. That's, that's must view television. There you go. Must watch TV. That's what I should have said. I just think that Rory is on the right track. Now is where you wonder why did Rory leave the committee that might have a say in some of this stuff? Because if this is, if this was his idea, why did he step down? Maybe it's because his idea was never accepted. Maybe it's because he was saying like, look, I think this is where we should go. And other people within that realm said, I don't think that's a good idea at all. We don't want to live in that same realm with those folks, meaning the PIF group and the live. But I want to read a couple more quotes here from Rory before we move on. Here's what he says also. Uh, I, I just, I think just different interests Rory's talking about in terms of the biggest obstacle happening. He said different interests. There's a lot of different interests in the game. And I think what we need to do first is align interests, align interests of the players and the business and the fans and the media and try to get everyone's interests all aligned. And then once you do that, then you can move forward. So it's the alignment of interest, which is the big key to trying to get to that dream scenario. End quote. It would be a dream scenario, in my opinion. I think that this would be really great for the game of golf. I think that this would be something that we could point to and say, if that's where it ends, we'll be okay. But I have to be honest, right now where the game of golf professionally is, I can't sit there and say, that is, is going to be okay. Because you see the live pulling players from the PGA Tour. You see the PGA Tour being reactionary and trying to give these just ridiculous payouts in these purses. You have sponsors that are leaving. You have people that are wondering what's going to happen to the tour. It's not in a good place right now, but I feel like that could actually be something that could bridge the gap. It could bridge the gap. You would still get the best of the best. The money would be there. It would be existent. This would all be based on the premise that the PIF and all those other interest groups all are able to come to a, terms on an agreement there's a lot of money being funneled into the pga tour enterprise which would be the overseer of the top international tour i think that this could actually be really good for the game of golf i can't believe i just said that i just spent time like over a week ago ripping rory McIlroy to shreds for his backpedal and he did and i stand by that i stand by those comments because rory has always rubbed me the wrong way i've said i've talked about that before go back and listen to that podcast Rory McIlroy has always kind of rubbed me the wrong way as it pertains to his opinions about things. But the guy's been real. He's being real right now. And like Phil Mickelson said, of all the people in the world that I never thought would be the voice of reason, Phil Mickelson's the one that's saying, let's not beat this guy up. He might have some good ideas that we could potentially run with. I think this is one of them. So we'll see. We'll see if it comes to fruition. We'll see if they can get a deal done. We'll see if this top international tour becomes a thing by the end of maybe the next two years. Maybe, fingers crossed, I hope it does. Let's finish this show up with what I do, typically when I do a Thursday solo show, and that's with the upcoming event. This first round starts today. That is the American Express in Laquita, California. Gonna have a new champion this year. Why? Because John Rahm won it last year, and well, he's not playing in it this year. So we'll see who the champion is again. Let me reiterate this for all the first-time listeners out there. Golf is difficult to gamble on. 
it is really difficult to gamble on. If you want to just try and pick a winner of a tournament, that is like being blindfolded throwing darts at the wall if the wall was littered with names and odds. So, yeah, you can try and put money on Scotty Scheffler to win the tournament, but that's that's not the best way to do it, in my opinion. So these odds are based off of FanDuel's sportsbook. You can go to DraftKings. They have similar things there. MGM, there's a million different sports books that you all can use. It's up to you. And if you're not old enough to gamble, don't gamble. Not legal in your state, tough luck. If you're just someone that doesn't like to gamble, that's okay too. If you're going to gamble, make sure you can afford it, do all that fun stuff. Now, I like these extra bets when I gamble on golf. And I don't always gamble on golf. I have to have a good feel and a good vibe. And it's too early in the season for me to actually put money on golf. By the Masters, I'll have a good feel for who's playing well. And I might trust myself a little bit more. But there's so many different styles of bets on these events. So they have leaders by round. And they even have odds for a player finishing in the top 10 by round. Not even by after the fourth round and at the final score. They have plenty of bets for the whole four rounds. They even have round by round. You can even put on, you can bet on players going head to head with one another. I didn't even realize that until I was looking at these odds before recording. It's remarkable. So in other words, you could take like Scotty Scheffler and Xander Shoffley. The odds are based on who you're taking, but you can actually say, hey, here's what we're going to do. We are going to, I'm going to say that Scotty Scheffler is going to beat Xander Shoffley head to head. All right, fantastic. You can place that bet. You're not going to get good odds, but if Xander Shoffley wins, there's a whole bunch. So here's the bet for this week. I like Xander Shoffley and Jason Day in this tournament. I like them to finish in the top 20. So that's that's right. Xander Shoffley and Jason Day finish in the top 20, including ties, and that is a plus 290. Plus 290. So again, that's FanDuel Sportsbook, not sponsored by them. That's just the, what I looked at. If you want to place a bet on the PGA Tour, Xander Shoffley and Jason Day to finish in the top 20, plus 290, I will keep tabs on that. The last time I placed one of these wagers or talked about one of these wagers, it did not come, it did not pan out. Jordan Speed check that box. The other golfer did not. So we would have lost that bet. But hey, it gives you something to watch. I can only tell you where I am here in Maryland. It is frigid cold. Snow's on the ground. It doesn't look like golf is in anyone's foreseeable future. I got an email from the club that I belong to saying we are closing for the foreseeable future. Ah, dagger in the heart. What a gut punch that was. And I got to pay my dues anyways. So for all of you out there listening, thank you for taking the time to listen to Fairways and Dreams. I'll be back next Tuesday with a guest, hopefully, and we'll have another two-man scramble for you to enjoy. In the meantime, as we finish out all these solo shows, be safe, be kind, and hit them straight. We'll see you next time on Fairways and Dreams. Take it easy.